Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Family Giving Grace, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on February 24th, 2019. Series that we've entitled Family, and we've talked about a whole lot of aspects of, of being the family of God, being the children of God, God, people that, that God has called to walk in faith together. And next week, we're going to jump into a, a new series just to give you a, a little heads up and uh, offer you an opportunity to uh, kind of prepare for that. We're going to jump through the book of Jeremiah, and we're going to do a survey through that, that book together. We're going to go on a journey of faith. And uh, so, if you would, uh, as you think about your time together, time with God during the week, um, go through, start reading Jeremiah. There's a lot of chapters in that book. It's a very large book, but a lot of stuff for us to gain. And uh, I'm excited to, to jump into that series next week. But for this series today, what I thought we would do, we'd wrap it up with the aspect of grace and giving. How many of you uh, would put the term grace alongside of giving? Raise your hand. No? Nobody? <laughs> That's okay. Because after we read God's Word today, after we look at what God's Word has to say, we'll see, and my hope is that we'll discover that grace and giving go together. That you cannot have one without the other. That giving is a part of grace, and grace is because grace is the reason why we give. So if you would mark your Bibles to this book of Second uh, Corinthians, we're going to look at chapter 9, but... We're looking at chapter 9 just to see the how of why we give. And, and chapter 8, we're going to touch on chapter 8 a lot. So we're going to have you flipping back and forth. Because chapter 8 gives us the why. See, all giving is wrapped up in grace. And grace is the why that we give. See, we give because there is purpose in it. And we find peace in it. And we find grace in it. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, Paul says this, and it's a real profound statement. I want us to listen to this very carefully because he says in verse 7, But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in the act of grace also. See, grace should be the reason that we give. See, when we understand this, it'll change us inside. It'll change the aspect of how and why we give. It'll help us to become more generous. It'll help us to understand the value that God has placed on giving and His people and how and why we do this. See, this is an area that I believe God wants us to excel in. The passages tell us this very thing. God wants us to excel in the aspect of our grace giving. But sadly enough, for most of the church, this is an area in our lives that we neglect. Sometimes we will form opinions or we respond in a way that, that really doesn't honor God when it comes to our giving. And we should always seek to respond from the truth that's in God's word about the very thing that we call giving and God's grace. See, it's not just from an emotion or an opinion that we offer our gifts to God, but it's because of God's grace that we come prepared with an offering, with a gift, with a tithe. See, the aspect of truth and understanding God's word is something that we should always seek to grow in. And Paul's affirming that here when he says, see that you excel in this act 
of grace also. He says you excel in everything else, in your faith, in your speech, in your knowledge, in your understanding of our love for you. But it's important that we as the body of Christ, we as the church, understand the aspect of giving in grace and what that means. We should always seek to go in the truth of God's word. And this includes our finances. This includes our givings. So this morning we're going to look at God's word and we're going to see the how and the why we give. But before we do that, let's pray together. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your grace. Father, we are here because of this grace. You have called us to come and be a part of your body. You have called us to to be in your presence. We get to gather together because of the grace of Jesus Christ. And this morning, Father, as we open up your word, our prayer is that you would uh, give us insight, open our eyes to the truths of the things that you have for us, Father. Help us by the power of your spirit to be faithful and true to the things that you've called us to to honor you by fulfilling and and doing the things that you ask of us, to be obedient, to live a life that is reflective of who you are. And in your grace, Father, we walk with you. And because of your grace, we have hope for today. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we look to you all in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read chapter 9, starting in verse 6, and we're going to read through 15. Everybody ready? All right. You don't sound ready. All right, we're ready. Close enough, right? All right, Paul says this. He says, The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he is distributed freely. He is given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Grace is such a beautiful thing, isn't it? Have you thought about grace in your life? Have you thought about what God has done through the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ in you and through you? See, grace is such a beautiful thing. You know, again, you and I, we we are all here because of this grace. You know, we just sang a song, Oh, good, good God, how good our God is. And it's because of the grace that we know about through Jesus Christ. It's this hope that we have been given for eternity. And if you believe this this morning, then what Paul is saying here will will move you to a greater understanding of why we give. I want to offer us just a, a few truths. Truths about how grace through giving 
will help us to excel in this area of our lives. The first thing we see is that grace-filled giving shows that you trust God. Verse 6, he says, The point is this, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. See, when we give, we plant. And when we plant, we should expect a harvest. The only question is, do we trust God for the harvest? How much do you plant? Is a ref- how much you plant is a reflection of how much you trust God. Listen to what the churches did in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 in the first two verses. Listen to how they trusted God. He says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. See, the church gave even when in poverty. They showed us this model of this grace-filled giving that puts their trust in God. And they did this because they knew that God would use it to bring His grace to all the world. They did this because they trusted God. See, they planted bountifully, knowing that a bountiful harvest would come. They trusted even though they had very little. And because of their trust in God, their understanding of who God is, and the great love that they had for others, they gave what? Joyfully. They gave expectantly. And we see here the importance of trusting God in this area of our lives. This is how we excel in the area of grace-filled giving. See, and Paul affirms that, that our trust will create this harvest that will meet the needs and produce, produce gratitude in the lives of God's family. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 12. He says this. He says, For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. See, God is being lifted. God is being elevated through our graceful giving. See, trust moves us to the next part of excelling in this area of grace. If you look at verse 7, it shows us that grace-filled giving honors God. He says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. I want you to listen, to care, listen carefully to what, what I believe God is telling us here in this verse. See, you have to make the decision to trust Him. Nobody can make you trust God. God's not going to make you trust Him. You have to decide in your own heart that you will trust and follow and believe in the things that He's asked you to do. So each must decide in his heart. And we do it not reluctantly or under compulsion. See, we make this decision out of a pure heart. We do it because we know we have already been given. We do it because we understand that it is grace that comes through our gifts. See, when we do this, we honor God. And that's the heart of everything that we should do in our lives is is seek to honor and glorify God. You know, something that we say here a lot at at Soul Rio Church, or at least I say, is that we're, we're here to honor God and to honor one another. 
See, it's the great commandment that Jesus gave us. He says the first is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second is just as equal, to love one another. See, we honor God and we honor one another. And we do it through grace-filled giving. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 8, verse 8 says, Paul says, I am not commanding you to do this. Do you hear that? He's not trying to get you to do it under compulsion or pressure. He's not forcing you to do this. But instead he says, I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. See, do you see the idea and the heart behind our gifts? It's not because we're forced to or we're we're giving because someone has pressured us to. We do it because we love one another. We understand the why and the how. We understand what God does with it and how God uses it. And we have to understand that when we give, we're not giving to Floyd, we're not giving to someone else, we're not giving to a building, but we're giving to God. We're doing it to glorify our God in heaven. And our gift is presented to Him. Now the church, the body of Christ, uses it for His glory. We use it to to help and to encourage and to draw others into this grace that you and I know. I'll tell you, from the carpet all the way across to the bathrooms to the, the tissue paper that we use, all of that is meant to be used for God's glory. The gifts and the offerings that we bring together as a church in the community, we use them to go outside of these four walls to share the hope and love of Jesus Christ. See, and together as a family, when we do this, we honor God. And we don't do it because we've been pressured or because someone's commanded us to. We do it because it shows our love for one another. It shows our love for God. See, and this is what grace is. It's a genuine love for others. An eagerness to show grace is a reflection of the love that Jesus gave to us in grace. See, when Jesus gave his life for you and I, he had a purpose. He had a reason. And he did it unselfishly. He gave up. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. He says, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor. He gave up everything so that by his poverty, he could make you rich. You know, the knowledge of a Savior, the knowledge of the living God, Jesus Christ, that is our riches. The grace that he has given us, that is our treasure. That is something that that we should hold so dearly, so tightly. And every day, every morning, we should rejoice for his mercies are new. We should rejoice because we live in grace. We live because of God's grace. See, God gave up everything so that you and I could have He did it for us. See, and the reality is that that you and I, we, we can't die on a cross so that others might have grace, but we can die to ourselves. We can die to ourselves so that others can experience grace.
See, that's the beautiful aspect of gathering together, not only on Sundays, but throughout the week. We're we're dying to ourselves. We're doing things and giving of ourselves so that others may experience this grace that we hold so tightly to. And when we do that, when we help others, when we bless others, when we give to others, we honor God. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Now, many of us, we don't have a produce stand, do we? You know, we, we don't give our fruits and vegetables. But we have work to produce something. God has produced a harvest in our lives. God has provided for us in many ways. And so God just asks that, that we honor him by bringing our first fruits, the first of all that he's given us, See, grace-filled giving, it honors God. I want to ask you this morning, just a simple question. Have you decided? Have you decided what that is, what that looks like for you? Not because someone's pressured you, not because someone said this is the amount or this is not the amount. Have you decided in your heart how you will trust God by honoring Him with your first fruits? Do you see the grace that is produced when you give to support the church? And when I, when I say the church, I say the body of Christ. Because right? when we reference the church, we're not referencing a building. We're referencing the people, God's children. It's very clear that the church is the body. It's a people. See, when you give to support the church that God loves so much, you honor Him. And you see how the gospel... The gospel of Jesus Christ that is grace-filled, is advanced and shared with the world around us. And it simply just comes out of a genuine love for God and a genuine love for others. See, we have to know that when we give generously, we'll reap a harvest that comes from the proclamation of the good news of grace. And this, that harvest, should be the reason why we plant and sow abundantly. Amen? Right? And we plant and we sow because we know the harvest is plentiful. We also know the workers are few. And that's why Jesus says, pray to the Father that that God would raise up workers, that would raise up people and empower and and inspire people to understand that that grace-filled giving honors God. It brings glory to His name and it brings a harvest it would probably just blow our minds. See, if we do this with a pure heart and we believe that God will use what we give to change lives in our communities, then our gifts will truly honor God. And when we give to honor God, we will see God's grace abound. And that's the heart of everything we should do, right? We want to see God's grace abound. We want to see God's grace shared. Well, the last truth I have for us this morning... And we see here, it comes out of verse 8. And it's grace-filled giving produces fruit. He says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you, you personally, you can put your name right in there, you may abound in every good work. See, as the body of Christ, we should seek to be more fruitful in our ministry. And this doesn't mean we should seek to just do more work, 
But it means that we should seek to bear more fruit. And this means that we have to plant more seed. If we want more fruit, if we want a a bigger harvest, it just simply means we have to plant more seed. See, it means that we should seek to excel in our generosity, knowing that grace-filled giving produces fruit. And fruit comes from a willingness to trust God and do the things needed to honor God. I love what it says in Colossians 1.9 as, as he comes before the church in verses 9 and 10. He says, So from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And then he says this in verse 10, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. See how those two things just kind of tie together? How how the knowledge of God's grace in our life helps us to bear more fruit. It helps us to plant more generously. See, grace-filled giving produces fruit. See, the knowledge of all that God has done for us includes an understanding that grace and giving go together. See, all biblical giving is wrapped up in grace. And because of what grace is and what grace does, we will bear fruit in every good work that is a reflection of the knowledge of knowing that the, lo- the, love of, uh, the love that God has for us. See, grace is how God showed his love for us. Grace through Jesus Christ is what God did for us because of his love for us. See, you and I should have that same kind of love for one another. You and I should have that same kind of love for the world around us. But if we're not planting seeds of faith, if we're not planting abundantly, we will never reap a harvest abundantly. We'll only reap what we sow. Well, as we close, I want to remind us of that grace. This grace that was a gift. It was given to us freely. Someone paid that price. It wasn't you and I. It's not something that you and I could do. See, you and I, we can't die on a cross for someone else's sin. But Jesus Christ could. God himself in flesh came and he died to give us this grace. And we have to understand here in Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9, he says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. See, we don't boast in our giving. We boast in what Jesus gave to us. We give him glory. We honor him. And because we honor him, we'll produce fruit. And this is the truth of God's word. This is why we live together in partnership, practicing our faith, participating in all that God is doing and giving generously because God's grace is for all mankind. There is a harvest out there. And us as the church, we as God's people, need to learn to excel in this grace that we call giving. You know, in just a a few moments, we're going to share in communion. We're going to celebrate what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. 
We're going we're gonna to drink of, of the cup of the blood that was shed and, and uh, we're going to break of the bread of the body that is an example of, of Jesus' body that was broken because of this grace. And the result of that, the result of that is salvation. See, John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. And then in verse 17, He tells us that Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. See, that's grace. See, Jesus didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you. And there was only one way to do that. That was to shed His blood. See, because there's a price for our sin. Sin comes with a price. And that's death. But Jesus conquered death on the cross. He offered us grace. And He said, all you have to do is believe in me. And this is why we celebrate communion. This is why we, we gather together as the body of Christ to remember the sacrifice that was made for you and I. But before we take communion together here in just a few moments... I want to ask you this morning, do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross for you? Are, are you willing this morning to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that he rose on the third day and he is alive in heaven? That he paid a price for you so that you could have forgiveness of sin? That all your sins are washed away because of what Jesus did. Are you ready to receive this grace? Let's pray together. Father, we come before you this morning and we just give you praise and we give you glory. Father, in just a few moments, we're going to remember the sacrifice that you made for each and every person that you created. The gift of your son on a cross the resurrected life to show us that you conquered death for us and on our behalf. Father, as your spirit stirs our hearts, Father, as you, as you speak to us this morning, Father, we, we want to give you thanks. We want to praise you and acknowledge what you've done for us. Father, you've given us life and life eternal. Jesus said that, that he came to not only give us life, but life more abundantly. And that abundance comes through a relationship. Father, you created us to be in relationship with you. And I pray this morning that, that as we listen to your voice, as we, we hear your words, as you speak to us, Father, if there's anyone here this morning that just needs to believe, that just needs to take that, that next step of faith, and trust. Trust in you, Father, that, that we would do that. Father, we, we thank you that you have forgiven us of our sins, and we believe that, Father. We believe because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross that we have forgiveness of sin. And all we have to do is confess. We have to repent, turn from those sins, and turn to you, Father. Believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. But I pray this morning that as we come into your presence, as we seek to, to gain insight and understanding, Father, that as we remember what you did for each and every one of us, that together as a church family, that, that we would give generously 
knowing that, that our gifts share grace, that our gifts spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the world around us. Father, that you'll use these gifts to honor you and to bring glory to your name. Father, I thank you this morning for the great privilege that we get to gather together and celebrate the sacrifice and the grace that you've shown us on the cross. Father, we do this in Jesus' name. We do this to honor you and to glorify you and to give you praise. And the church said, Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.